At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And he's like, oh, I've just quit my job. And he's like, I think you should too. And I was just like, what? And he was like, yeah. He was like, look, this is what you're achieving right now, part-time. Imagine if you just went and quit and just did it full-time. Funny back then is how I, I just didn't know what to do with my time. I was like, I've got 40 hours a week. So I got really anxious that I wasn't doing enough. I've been rejected so many times. My emails have been blank before. Mm. I've had things that have fallen through. That's something as yeah. well that I've learned that again, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. I've hosted workshops for Accenture, yeah. West. Talking about that, you had a five figure month last year. Mm. Crazy, I did. crazy. Can you tell the listeners and watchers, what, what did you do to achieve that? Welcome to the Takeoff Experience, where I sit down with highly driven people to talk about their journey, their failures, and their successes. If you want to take off in your career, your business, your finances, or your mindset, then this podcast is for you. Welcome back to the Takeoff Experience. We have a special, special guest in the building, a repeat guest, 3P actually. Yes. Ola, yeah, Ola, Ola. Through all the stages. Yeah, I know, you actually have, you have, you have. And um, it's actually been over a year since we did our last, last episode. I think we did our last episode. November time-ish. Yeah, December. We were doing, we were giving tips for... Um, Spending a budgeting over Christmas. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, that was a good episode. Yeah. That was a good episode. <laughs> that was a good episode. But today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, aside from that, how are you doing today? Good. Like I said yeah? to you, I'm so tired. Mad busy, isn't it? Life has <laughs> been lifing and it's only the 12th of January. It's yeah. It's January and I'm just, whew, I'm ready for another trip. Already. Today. And you only got back to work the beginning of this week, right? <laughs> Last week, to be fair. It's Last been like week. a solid eight days of work now. <laughs> Seven or eight days of work. Seven or eight days and you're ready to just call it quits for the, for yeah, the year. Yeah, at least have another holiday in between. Yeah. yeah. What about you? How are you finding it? All right, actually. I feel like I'm definitely better set up this year than I was last year. I think I'm like all the experience that I've gained last year, I'm implementing it yep. this year. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, actually, at, at this point, the podcast wasn't running. It was on hiatus. I was kind of churning content had a plan not had a plan yeah kind of thing so it's like a big change from last year like i have plans and yep. goals that i want to achieve this year so i feel like i'm a bit better prepared actually but yeah life life of a business right sometimes you're mm. prepared sometimes you're not yeah. you're not prepared um so how's your new year been so far like how, how how's it been good so it's my first year entering well, it's my first time entering a new year as mm. a full-time business owner. Okay. So setting goals this year compared to last year is so different. Mm. So last year it was probably like more personal goals. Yeah. Um, this year it was definitely more like business-focused goals. Um, I've got better business processes um, in place now compared okay. to the end of last year. So I feel like now I've got like all my stuff together. Yeah. I'd like to think. Yeah, yeah. We're only in the second week of January, but so far it's going smooth. Okay, cool. <laughs> and we're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to talk a lot about your goals, how you set them, like what you've learned in 2022 to be able to, you know, step into 2023 as yeah. a full-time business owner. But before that, for those that haven't listened to the episode, the two other episodes of us, a shame on you guys. <laughs> who, who, who is Ola? 
So Ola is the founder of All Things Money. So All Things Money is a personal finance platform that is designed to teach young adults um, to financially navigate adulthood. I'm sure many of those listening, watching you as well will agree that we're taught literally nothing about how to manage finances effectively. So All Things Money is essentially that platform that helps you do that. So we're online across all social media platforms. We have a podcast as well. Um, We've got a couple of live events coming this year. Um, And then also I do talks um, and events for universities, corporate clients and everyone else in between. Wow, wow. You you got your elevated pitch, you know. You've got to. You've got to. Like that. All the interviews that are going on. 100. (laughs) Elevated pitches, like solid. Like how many times did you repeat that to yourself in the mirror? it's because I type it out nearly every day. There's really? Like a new news article yeah. something happening that I'm just like, Ola is yeah. the founder of all things money. And yeah. I think now it just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you know when you meet people and they ask you what you do, sometimes you have to just be able to just like give it to them. Yeah. It, it will just come to you like thick and fast. Yeah. That's mad. Um, so what ends are you repping? <laughs> ends? Yeah, what ends you repping? What, you what ends end? you repping, fam? <laughs> what does ends mean? Like, ends <laughs> in like... <laughs> oh, like, how can you say what ends <laughs> No, it's in like where I live. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah, where you live. <laughs> of course, I still want to say the wrong answer and embarrass myself. I'm repping East London ends. Uh, oh my God. I need to compose myself. Okay, cool. East London. East London. Yeah. East London size. And you you mostly grew up in East London, right? Yes. Yeah. So I'm an E17 yeah. girl. E17. Where's E17? What's Walthamstow. Walthamstow. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So you mostly grew up in Walthamstow. And did you school it in the area too? So was born and raised in Walthamstow yeah. and then moved area. Um, so moved area, went to school in that area and then went to boarding school for secondary school. Boarding school for the entirety? Secondary was- school. And then I changed for sixth form. Okay. What what was the experience like uh, at boarding school, secondary school? I loved it. Did you? Yeah, I loved it. I don't know. It was just, people think, when I say boarding school, people picture wild child. It definitely Mm. wasn't like wild child. But it's literally, you get to school with your best friends, live Mm. with your best friends. And then, yeah. And then when I was in school, we'd also used to have like excursions on the weekends. So yeah, it was quite fun. Definitely till 16. And then mm. I think after 16, I was kind of, kind of had enough, which is yeah. why I changed. Yeah. Um, but for secondary school, I definitely had the time of my life. Yeah. You didn't miss home at all? There was definitely times. Yeah. Definitely times. So like year seven to nine, I would go home every like two weeks or so. Okay. And then year 10 and 11, I was going home every week. So okay. I was home every weekend. Okay. So you're going, you're going home often, often enough. Wow. That's a, that's an interesting experience. I did yeah. boarding school like for one year. In Nigeria. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Nigeria? Yeah. I applied yeah, yeah. to one in Nigeria and I literally begged my mom. I was like, don't you ever send Why? Me. Why was she planning to send you there? She wasn't planning to. She just, yeah. was just exploring options. Really? Yeah. But yeah. Why didn't you want to go? No Don't comment. say anything that's gonna no get you comment. get you cancelled. <laughs> no no oh my god! You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll let you get. I'll let you get away with that. So actually, you said that you're uh, from Nigeria. Your parents are from Nigeria, right? Yes. Yeah. Have you ever been to Nigeria? I have. When's the Not last enough. Time? But last time was when I was like fourteen. Really? Yeah. Okay. So you need to. You need. You definitely need to go again. I'm not. I'm not even preaching, but yeah, you definitely need to go <laughs> I do, again. I do. Um, all things money, Nigeria. Is that gonna happen? Hundred percent. We're gonna really? go worldwide, baby. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm. I'm. I'm loving. I'm loving hearing. I'm loving hearing this. So, um, a bit of a background about you. So, you studied at university. You went to university yeah. as well, right? Uh, business was it business? Business management was year business in industry, right? Why? Why did you end up studying that? Like, what was the good reason? question? Yeah. So, in sixth form, I had wasn't planning to go to university. I okay. think I in my head, I was like, I've lived away from home for so long that I don't really fancy university, don't mm. really fancy extended learning in that capacity. So, I was like, I'm going to do an apprenticeship. So, I wanted to do like Deloitte or KPMG. It's mm. wild thinking about that now, but mm. um, at the time, I wanted to do that. But at the where where I was at sixth form, I didn't feel like I had enough support or guidance mm. to not go down the uni route. So if okay. I said I wasn't going to go to uni, there wasn't really much to help me like apply for those like mm. um, internships and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to apply to uni just as a backup. Mm. Um, and I went and viewed a few universities. Me and Mum went to go view the University of Birmingham. Fell in love with it. The minute I stepped foot on wow. that campus, I was like, oh, I'm coming here. Like okay. 100%. And then I went and studied okay. business management. So I think from like 
10, 11, I was like, I'm going to be rich when I'm older. I'm going to have a business. Obviously, didn't know what that business was going to be. Definitely was going to be what I'm doing now. But I just knew I was going to be rich mm-hmm. somehow. I'm not just rich, just yet, guys. Um, <laughs> one day, maybe. Um, but yeah, so I think business management kind of followed suit in that kind of like dream. So that so that's, that's what it was sense. about. Wow. Um, you said something about that you feel like you did get the support. What support would you have liked, like looking back on it? Yeah. What support would you have liked to have Just careers advice and like yeah. what else is that beyond sixth form that isn't uni and isn't yeah. the big four? Mm-hmm. Because that's all <laughs> I kind of picked yeah. it was the big four as the other option. Mm. And that wasn't what I wanted to do. To be yeah. honest, I'm not really a finance. Well, <laughs> I'm not a finance girl. Here we are. <laughs> What's back. going on? <laughs> but I mean, I'm not like an auditor. I'm mm. not someone that would fancy accounting. Yeah. And yet I just felt like that's what I could, that was the only thing I kind of saw mm-hmm. being advi- advertised to me online. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like better ideas on what you could have done beyond uni outside of that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I feel like like a bit more coaching, a bit more mentorship at a young yeah, age to definitely. help you. You know, because they're, do, they're doing all this mentorship at uni level, but actually mm-hmm. you kind of need to do a bit yeah, earlier so and people decide what definitely. they want to do. When yeah. you're 18, you think every decision you make at 18 determines your whole life so my sisters are going through the route and my sister's going through the um, route of applying for university now Mm -hmm. and you realize 18 is so young yeah it is (laughs) and you think like that university decision literally makes or breaks your whole life it's so not irrelevant but let's say you studied geography at university and you Mm -hmm. realize it wasn't for you that isn't your life set to just now do geography or do like geology or anything like that yeah so i think it's really funny looking back now that like 18 mm. is so young. Yeah, it so is. Young. It is. It is. Yeah, you do think you think you think you're an adult, but you're, you're you really don't not. really know much. <laughs> you don't know much about the world. No. You're very inexperienced for sure. Um, so then what happened after uni? Like uh, obviously you had aspirations of like going into the big four. Yeah, what what was like what were you doing after that? What did you decide to do? So university, so I did my placement year. So I did a placement year at Enterprise Rent Car. Okay. That was a very interesting year. We won't delve into that too much. Mm-hmm. Um but <laughs> post uni, I graduated in a fun time called the pandemic. Yeah. I don't know if you remember it. Yes, of course I do. Who <laughs> can forget that? So yeah, so I was in my final year and I remember the day so clearly I was like revising no what revising or doing my dissertation in the university library and the alarm was like you need to evacuate the library and like my mum was calling me she's like oh like the army's coming out next week you need to come home <laughs> i remember that like all those rumors Our, oh out, yeah the police like, oh yeah a lot was happening army's yeah. troop in the yeah. m11 so if you're that gonna come crazy. home you need to come home so anyway came home and obviously because of the pandemic all my exams got cancelled i actually funnily enough had a one-way ticket booked to australia i was meant to move there had my flight secured everything mm-hmm. and obviously because of covid couldn't go so yeah i found myself with a lot of spare time on my hands because i only had my dissertation left to write so yeah. i was like i'm gonna learn how to invest in the stock market always known about investing but never really had the spare cash to do so yeah. so i was like whilst i'm at uni at home now obviously i don't have any rent to pay so i was just like i'm gonna invest a bit and then that same week i got some of my friends investing and i was okay. like okay nice it shouldn't be like a well-kept secret among yeah. us about how we can invest and multi- like you know give provide wealth for our future generations hopefully mm-hmm. um so i was like i'm gonna start an instagram page and teach people how to manage their money yeah. so that's what tied my boredom over lockdown wow and here we are today Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And when you when you started that Instagram page, was your intention at that time like, yeah, I want to start a business, or was it just like, I just want to help people? No, yeah, yeah it literally was. I'm just going to help people, yeah. and I was still thinking my flight booked in September was still yeah. going ahead. So I was just like, I'm just going to do this to just cure boredom, <laughs> and I'm still going to Australia in September. And yeah, that September flight never happened. Oh my gosh! So you actually you actually thought you were still going to Australia? Oh yeah, and then I was like, oh maybe, and then September d- didn't happen, and I was like. January, January is gonna happen. Yeah, and yeah. It was just by then I was like, it's just not gonna happen. Australia. Yeah. not in the, the first year anyway. Yeah, pandemic. So, yeah, just continued doing that. Got a job that September after I finished university, and just carried on grinding with all things money yeah. from that. The first what was the job again. So doing? I used to do events. Okay, work, nice. like managed a few venues in yeah. East London, and yeah, just grinded doing that, and then. Yeah, my very first monetization, I guess, of all things money was my first ebook, which I produced just before September. I remember that ebook. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so you, what was the motivation for that, creating that? I just thought, like, 
to be fair, I didn't think I'd grow a following from sharing tips. And mm. quickly I realized, oh, I'm actually growing a following. I think yeah. at the time I had like maybe three or 4,000 followers. Okay. And I was like, you know what, let's, because I, I kept getting asked so many questions on the same thing and there's only so much an Instagram post can kind of cover. So mm -hmm. I was just like, let's make an ebook. Let's see how we can do it. And I remember, I can't remember, I think I saw someone else create an ebook and I was like, if they can do it, why can't I? Yeah. So I was like, okay, I saw what they used to kind of like sell it. And I was like, okay, let's write an ebook. I will never write another one. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. You don't like writing. So long, right? no. I was yeah. so long. It was so so long, but it's very rewarding knowing that I have an ebook. I've got seven products now. So yeah. when I say I'm never writing an ebook again, I've got now like three or four. But um, that was like my first monetization of all things money. Okay. Yeah, I remember. I remember that 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 ebook. Um, so it, it sounds like when you started, you kind of obviously in terms of your why like you wanted to help people mm -hmm. and it kind of slowly snowballed and and people people understand i know all of the background so this is <laughs> going to be a fascinating story for the watchers and listeners because yeah. i know everything yeah. right that's happened um, in the background of how it's how it's grown and mm -hmm. the fact that you're doing it full time so it's, it's a fascinating story and i think it it kind of it's you know, I always say to people, right, like with business or anything you want to start, like, it, you know, it's really up to you. You don't have to, yeah. it doesn't have to go full time, right? Like nobody, nobody's forcing you or pushing you to do it. And obviously there's no guarantee of success. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you do, if you do push things, it can, there is a possibility it can be successful. And yeah. I think your story is... Um, I mean, we're, we're going to talk about this, but um, <laughs> I mean, two years ago, you'd have a business and yeah. now... Two years later, mm -hmm. you have a full-time business and you're so busy mm -hmm. like that. I Only mean, if I told you two years business. ago, if you had, you would have a full-time business and you're making this much and you're mm -hmm. doing all, you'd be like, no way. And, yeah. but it's, you know. And like the brands, and I'm sure we'll demonstrate yeah. the brands and the clients I've worked with have yeah. just been wild just from yeah. this small Instagram post, in, Instagram page. And funny enough, today I posted my Instagram story like, guys, I cannot believe I had a huge, huge, meeting with a huge client i'm not can't obviously disclose this yet but yes. um and i was just like i cannot believe i'm working with a client this big hmm. from the result of just an instagram page like yeah even though it's not just an instagram page yeah. but a lot of people would be like it's just an instagram page but mm. now the work and opportunities that have opened from yeah. there and um, if you like you said if you have like an idea or a dream you want to go get get it yeah 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 it's definitely a grind and we'll, we'll talk about oh, the realities yeah. of that ola and i talk about this all the time it's a grind you have yeah. to be consistent you have to yeah. be mm -hmm. on board but um yeah going back to your story so you you were in the events industry right mm -hmm. and but you're also doing um all things money correct me if, if i'm wrong you decided to quit last year right was it last year yeah. it was last yeah, year yeah yeah, yeah yeah 2022 gosh what month last year did you quit? March. March last year. Why did you make that decision at that point? Good question. Yeah. So, 2021 October. 2021 October. I'm probably going to get my years wrong, but the year before last year, so yeah, 2021. Um, in October, I went part time because mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, like things are really picking up. Like it would be nice to have two days a week where I'm actually just devoted to all things money and I can pick up calls then. Luckily, in my old job, my manager was really flexible. So I'd be able to have like a meeting in the morning just before work and yeah. stuff like that. But it got to a point where I was like, I can't keep doing that. Mm -hmm. So I went part time. And then fast forward to March last year, <clears throat> well, my goal for 2022 was by December, I'd like to, it was, wasn't a guarantee. I was like, I'd like to maybe quit my job and run all things money all full, full time yeah. and that was like an aspirational goal so anyway in March I'm chatting to one of my friends that made from LinkedIn and again we'll talk about LinkedIn um, and we just had this call and he's like oh I've just quit my job and he's like I think you should too and I was just like what and he was like yeah he was like look this is what you're achieving right now part time imagine if you just went and quit and just did it full time and I was like oh my gosh so that call was on the Friday Spoke to my mum, spoke to my managers because they was they're like my best friends, my man, my old managers, and yeah, they were all like, "You need to do it." To be honest, and mum was like, "Worst case scenario, if you, if it doesn't work out, you get another job." And I was like, "Oh my god, that's so true." You forget that's an option when yeah. you think of it. You forget you can just get another job if you wanted one. Um. So anyway, so that was on the Friday. Had my resignation on the on the Monday. Wow, wow. How were you feeling when you, you um, know, with that decision? I was very, very scared and. All of you, all of my friends were very much very supportive. They're like, Ollie, you need to do it. And my managers were the same. There was no malice at all. They were all so supportive, which I think helped with my decision. I think yeah. it would have been different if I was in a toxic workplace where they're like, I can't believe you're leaving us and all this mm. stuff. So yeah, handing my resignation and I still had like a month 
um to work my notice so i okay. still had like a month before i left so i left in april yeah last year wow wow that's yeah it's <laughs> very brave of you and it's you know it's panned out definitely yeah. it's panned out but then I, disclaimer i do still live at home yeah think that makes okay a huge difference. okay that's good I, i'm glad that you you, you you know you said that you made that clear because that's that's the reality yeah. of it right like you have a bit of a buffer oh, 100%. In, in a way right and that's been that's been helpful i was gonna ask you like how did you know you were ready to to quit like you were ready because a lot of people want to yeah. but like being ready and want to is different. when you're ready to yeah. be honest like i didn't plan that call like me and my friend were just talking about how we just quit and like mm. we we're just getting to know each other properly because we'd been friends on linkedin and literally it was just that afternoon he was just like just do it and then well I think the support really helped and then also yeah. I had an emergency pot of money as well so I had like at least five months saved up should I didn't should yeah. all these money not make a single penny I knew at least yeah. five months I was okay five months expenses right yeah yeah five okay. months expenses cool. so I knew I could comfortably live for five yeah. months if all things money didn't make a single penny for five months yeah fortunately that wasn't the case yeah and now obviously the business has kind of grown accordingly so it's yeah. wild to see how much it's grown since then and who I've worked with since then yeah I know that's crazy wow wow that's a uh, you know what I, I I love stuff like this because I feel like it gives a real insight into the psyche of it like you wasn't actually sh- 100% sure you didn't yeah. know what was gonna it happen it wasn't a plan to it was a plan you know? to maybe maybe quit yeah my job in yeah too but yeah. not in march <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> that was yeah. definitely not the plan exactly you know what's crazy right i think a lot of people get confused like you know there's two different things here right like mm-hmm. so obviously from your perspective you believed that it could work out but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean it will work out yeah you also you're not delusional just because you believe it doesn't mean it will right yeah, yeah. so and i think a lot of people don't get that so of course that's why you have the safeguards right you have yeah. your expenses mm-hmm there too because just in case it doesn't work out yeah you believe it but yeah. that belief is you that you can control what yeah. you do that you can't control yeah. the world yeah. right so and the grind is hard exactly it's hard <laughs> Atto knows yeah. how much yeah. I know. yeah yeah it's crazy it's crazy i was gonna i, I wanted to know your first month after you quit because that's always an interesting time what was it like how was the business doing at that time oh i can't remember now but i just remember the first month i was being so anxious and it's funny now well, it's funny back then is how I, I just didn't know what to do with my time. I was like, I've got 40 hours a week hmm. to my dispose, like to my, just like to, my, to do, like to do stuff. And I was like, I don't know what to do in those 40 hours. So I got really anxious that I wasn't doing enough. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't remember what, what pro, like where I was in terms of like the work I was doing. It was probably more like brand stuff, brand collaborations. And then yeah. having that spare time, I then was able to branch out to more universities, see if there's any interest in doing collabs there and yeah. things. Um, but yeah, I think at the beginning, I was like, I'm not doing enough with my time. And I felt really bad. And sometimes I still have those days where I'm like, I'm not working hard enough. Mm. But although I know comfortably that month I've secured enough work to be okay. But sometimes yeah. I'm just like, it was weird to have a Monday knowing that I don't need to do anything sometimes. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I should be doing more. Why do you feel like the need to fill in the time? I don't know. I just feel like productivity, like my brain struggles to switch mm. off anyway. Mm. And I think sometimes I know other people are like grinding. Mm. So I should be grinding as yeah. well. And I think I haven't really taken in <clears throat> the full benefits of being a full-time business owner. Like I said to my mum, like I say to my mum all the time, I'm in a constant rush of being here there making sure my day's full and fully booked and ready and things like that when you know there's some business owners that are there like chilling swimming in the pool at like 12 o'clock <laughs> in the afternoon and I'm not just there yet yeah but maybe one day yeah 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 I think I it's such a yeah as the switch off thing is is a it's tough hard. one it's very hard to especially switch if off. your main business is on social media as well yeah yeah you you almost can't you have to always create content you have to mm-hmm. always do this so the main source of your income just to break it down right mm-hmm. was at the time you're doing brand partnerships yeah. right um and did that was it a lot at fast was it somebody that reached out to you did you reach out to them how did that happen yeah so it's funny because brand partnerships are an interesting one so when i first started all things money before the ebook i remember re- emailing like loads of different brands oh, and, like well did? like oh, yeah really? like fintech okay. apps and stuff yeah i think i had like three four thousand followers so it's quite small but i was like you know i'm gonna be ballsy got aired by everyone <laughs> <laughs> okay mad ed but again you know you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take yeah so you know tried and then that's why i monetized by the ebook and then during lockdown I did workshops online workshops for my followers which was really good and then I was like okay I think by then my following started to pick up and that's when I Mm. then started getting 
approached by brand and um, brands. So I think my first one ever was like January 2021. Because I remember okay. writing it on my milestone list and being like, oh my God, this is my first ever paid post. Oh. I, I, you know, uh, whilst you were saying that, I wanted to pick up on something in terms of like resilience, really, mm -hmm. like the theme there, right? So a lot of people would have sent out that message to to several brands and given up. Mm -hmm. and be like, oh, this doesn't work. Yeah. I'm out. That and that's that's yeah. just reality yeah. for a lot yeah. of people, and not just this kind of business, any kind of business. Mm -hmm. Oh, nobody's coming to my restaurant. Yes. Um, nobody's buying my merch. Nobody's doing this. I'm just gonna quit. But you. Was like okay, they're not gonna pay me, so I'm just gonna pivot make and my make my own money. <laughs> yeah. What what was like? Why why did you do that? Why did you not give up? Like I'm just curious to know yeah. like what was kind of driving you to be like, no, nah, I'm gonna keep keep at this. I think with all things money, my first like the main and only reason why I ever started was to genuinely help people, and yeah. I knew, you know. That's what I wanted to do. And I think where people are genuinely interested in my content, that's what spurred me on. Yeah. And seeing that the content and the feedback that I was getting from the content I was producing, I was like, I'm not going to give up because if all things money stops, I was like, who, what, where are my followers going to get the information from? And yeah. that's where I think the love and passion has just continued. And I always said, if even though there's days where my content does rubbish and it makes me feel like rub like crap, <laughs> but there's, yeah. I always remember my first motto that I ever said when I started was like, if my content just helps one person, mm -hmm. then I've done my job. And yeah. I think for, again, when I started All Things Money, it wasn't to be working with brands. It wasn't to be an influencer anyway. So I just knew, you know, if I can create a book, I'm going to create a book, but I'm not going to give it for free because it took so much time. Mm. And again, with the workshops, I genuinely wanted to help people, especially throughout the lockdowns, because mm. there were so many yeah. um, that I enjoyed talking to people, hosted them. Yeah. And then because I could do I could monetize that. Yeah. I mean, again, it's my time respectfully. Yeah. So, again, that's how I <laughs> that's why I wanted to charge for that. And yeah. there were, was very reasonable prices for those tickets as well. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And in terms of streams. OK, so if your first stream of income was your book, your mm -hmm. book, and then. Started to do brand partnerships. Online workshops then. After. Did you also have online workshops, online workshops there? How did those come about? Like, So again, yeah. it was just, we were in lockdown. Okay. We had one in, we had yeah. one in March, didn't we? And then we had one in like October. Then we had one in Yeah, January. oh yeah. It like was just like so in and out. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. So I did one online workshop per month. Mm. I prefer looking back on it. I don't know how I did it. But you were <laughs> doing one per month? One month, yeah. Were you reaching out to people? No, just for my, on my followers. Oh yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, you were doing your own workshop and yeah, people yeah, were coming yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. Wait, was that the program one? I think you were doing. No, right? it was just like I just would do like how to budget and save, oh. how to invest. Oh man, yeah, you're yeah, you're driven. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> and I was still working. Yeah, I was still working. So yeah, that was the ebook. Then it was online workshops. Yeah. Then it was the brand partnerships, mm -hmm. and then the podcast came about. So the yeah. podcast then became another stream of income, and then I think it was like workshops and talks for other companies yeah, yeah and yeah. universities i think universities was my first one because i've reached out to so many like university societies did yeah. them all for free just to get some like okay so you're um, doing free like university society, workshops yeah, yeah. societies okay, yeah. and then that built my confidence up enough to be like i'm actually going to pitch to like bigger like the university itself mm. to be like look can i yeah. host a workshop and again yeah. that's me reaching out and you was reaching out at first, right? Yeah. To do, what was the, um, when you when you did that that workshop, um, the big university that was paid, right? Yeah. You you got that paid, and um, what was the feeling like when you were like, okay, I've got my first paid workshop? How did you feel at that time? Proud of myself because yeah. it's so hard. Well, at, originally it was hard because obviously it was I was like I'm actually like I'm being paid to do mm. this, so it better be a good workshop. <laughs> Um, and then also I was like, oh my gosh, I'm getting paid this much to just host a one hour workshop. Yeah. yeah. So then what happened after? Because obviously you were doing uni, uni, you, a lot of uni workshops and then you pivoted. I don't want to give away too much. I want <laughs> you to, you know, you pivoted. Now workshops, would you say out of all the streams, obviously we talked about, you know, branded partnerships, mm -hmm. your your ebook, e um, events, yep. and now you do workshops. Out of all of that is is it fair to say workshops is now the main thing that you do or the preferred thing you do? The preferred thing I do, I get paid more than the brand partnerships as well. Yeah. Um, but obviously they're more scarce. Okay. Compared to the brand partnerships. Because okay. I've done so many brand partnerships now, yeah. I think, and I've got a good relationship with a lot of brands I've worked with. Yeah. It's very different now trying to establish the same in the like yeah. 
industry that we are in terms of, you know, you've done one university, so you can't just go back and do another one next week to the same university. Mm. You have to kind of like work around the sphere yeah. and um, build relationships again. So it's starting from scratch. But then again, when you build up your client roster and you yeah. can then sh show and talk about who you've worked with and who you've hosted workshops for, then that, I think that makes it a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. And so, and you you recently moved into the, I say recent, you recently moved into the corporate workshop. Yeah. How did that happen? How did, how did the corporate workshop elements start coming in? Because that's now that's yeah. now the main thing, right? Yeah. So they approached me. Okay. All the ones that I've done corporate wise have approached me, yeah. and that's thanks to LinkedIn. Okay. <laughs> and we're gonna, you know what? You know what? That I think that's a that's a good time to 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 jump in to jump in on that actually. Mm -hmm. So LinkedIn is a. You know what the funny thing is yeah a lot of people talk about linkedin and like oh like oh networking networking but you're actually like proof that it works yes honestly you're actually proof <laughs> like all and i speak about it all, all the, the time. time yeah yeah <laughs> she's absolute proof that if you put you if you actually put yourself out there on linkedin i mean you've got nothing to lose if you put yourself out no, there right not at all yeah. i think with LinkedIn, it's hard because you're putting yourself out there. But again, you have to just not care. Yeah. As much as I was scared to make my very first post on Instagram, mm -hmm. um, that was the very the same like you know feeling when I was posting on LinkedIn. But yeah. now I'm glad I made that I posted, and here we are. Yeah. yeah. What what? Who, how how comes LinkedIn? I want to know what the secret sauce is. Why why do you go to LinkedIn? Because if you want to, it, again, it depends on your business. But I think one, everyone has. A personal brand right mm. everyone has a passion everyone has their own hobbies everyone is their own selves and they're very unique linkedin is the perfect platform for you to sell yourself as yourself yeah, you know that's true and develop yourself as a as yourself so again i talk about money i'm like would like to be seen as a finance guru on linkedin you know so if anyone was to say oh do you follow Olive from all things money on linkedin i'd want them to be like oh yeah the finance one I want to be known and I want that to be my personal brand. I think mm -hmm. LinkedIn is the perfect place to do that and develop it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Tell us about the importance it has had on your business, LinkedIn. Yeah, so I think especially like now, like hosting. So again, my main passion is talking mm -hmm. to people. And um, so I think corporate clients are a good way of, you know, getting to speak to employees, especially with the current cost of living crisis. So um, LinkedIn is the perfect place to, present yourself as the expert in your field and with that hopefully you'll attract prospective clients and mm. they'll be intrigued about what you do because i think what we do is so unique as well you don't have yeah. 10 million people that are personal finance that's educators that's very so true i think that has um, evoked intrigue which then has then led to them reaching out being like oh we've seen what you do online mm. would there be any interest in working together or is there any interest for you coming to speak to our employees for mm. example so yeah it's just it's that the people that you want to, if you want to attract a corporate clientele, then LinkedIn is the place for you. Yeah. How has it helped your business though, specifically like for you? So for me, one, building my personal brand, that's mm -hmm. definitely helped in terms of, you know, I've been reached out to for interviews, um, articles, like journalists on LinkedIn. I've also been, um, what's the word? been approached for corporate and um, workshops i've been approached to work with brands as well on linkedin so yeah linkedin again all aspects of my business mm -hmm. helped me through help have been helped through linkedin as well yeah, yeah, yeah it sounds like you've managed to generate a lot of business from that and the content on linkedin is it's got like a high chance of going viral right like yeah. the way it is like because mm -hmm. if you like a post on there then other people see it right it. yeah, yeah the their followers and it just kind. keeps on yeah seeing it and as you said right it's a business platform yeah the people people that are on there are interested in this kind of stuff yeah, are interested in business right yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what you you go on there to to consume that kind of stuff so if, you, if you've got some kind of form of business yeah i feel like if you and you've got a good network mm -hmm. and you know you write good content you know yeah how often are you posting on linkedin yourself like two to three times a week okay really yeah wow you're that active yeah it's mad. you have to be but i mean again you don't want to be forgotten about yeah so i want to be there front and center every week so really? but again you know there's ways about being clever when you come to content right so yeah. i um schedule mine so i schedule my content two weeks in advance so i know 
it's there and it's ready to be published. Because again, I really cringe at some of the things I post. Like, <laughs> I cannot physically think on a Monday morning of a post to then publish. Like it's just yeah. not going to come out of me. So yeah. again, I just create, um, got a content schedule, yeah. um, got some content pillars and create posts and get them scheduled. How do you, how do you overcome that, that, um, that fear? Of being judged on LinkedIn because you mm-hmm. you can feel like that oh, yeah, a little 100%. bit on, I the, think on you that need platform. To follow people that are doing similar things. So yeah. you know, I've got people I know people on there that just post their achievements at work, which is mm. great. But they've also got friends on there that post every single day, great content, advice. Mm. They share their story on there, and I think if you follow people that are doing that, it mm. makes it so much easier because you know there's other people doing it. Yeah. it doesn't help when the, the people that you follow are dead silent and don't post at all because then it's obviously very yeah. intimidating. You're thinking they're yeah. the only ones that are going to see it. <laughs> they're just so watching just, you. Yeah, move, right? they're like, why is she posting <laughs> Monday about like being brave and being like, resilient? You know, <laughs> you need to have people that are posting similar things to you. So again, it yeah. to that audience too. Yeah, I think sometimes you just don't have to care. I can't remember what I was watching, but I was watching something that was really fascinating. And um, oh, I wish I could remember who it was because I'd like to give credit to them. But it was like talking about like, you know, if you want to um, pursue something, why would you stop? Like, and especially if it's like um visual like it's mm-hmm. in the public eye right why would you stop pursuing that because you're gonna get critiqued by somebody sitting on their bed somewhere that, yeah. is, that you don't even know yeah like is that why that's why you would stop it because mm-hmm. of the fear of that right so, true. so it's the same thing right yeah. why would you stop promoting your business because you're scared that somebody is gonna think you're cringe somebody's gonna critique yeah. you and there'll always be someone that's whatever. gonna think something like yeah i'm sure people see me on instagram and still cringe at what i do yet it's a successful business so i guess you know as long as you're doing your thing and you're getting your yeah. bag then yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's very interesting because it's like sometimes you know image matters sometimes it doesn't oh, yeah. yeah right it matters in certain certain things if what you're doing is overall good then you just keep doing what you're doing, right? I yeah. suppose. I right? think you just have to have yeah. tunnel vision. I think yeah. It's funny because if you scroll right to the very beginning of when I started, like <laughs> the videos on there are so embarrassing. <laughs> like so embarrassing. I'm surprised I haven't even taken them down yet. But again, I leave them there because it just shows me the progress I've made. Like yeah. how shy and timid I look as a person sharing that like mm. creating those videos compared to now, like yeah. speaking at like at events and speaking on TV. Like it's mm-hmm. just uh, the olive has completely changed in like nearly three years. Like it's yeah. just, in, it's so interesting. Yeah. But posting then, I was so scared. Like my friend was like, first day I wanted to post my first post. She was like, Olive, you don't post. I'm going to come down to your house and post it for you. It took me five hours to post my first Instagram post. Really? I scared that someone's going to judge me. Oh my gosh. Five hours. That's mad. That's mad. And I had the post. I, I, I created the page for like a weekend and yeah. it was on a Sunday. I was like, it took me five hours to finally push publish. <laughs> it's crazy the psyche that, that that's playing in your head when you're, mm-hmm. when you're doing that. I remember my first YouTube video and it was a, it was a five minute video. When I think about a five minute video, I'm like, that is simple. Yeah, but back then a five minute video was like it was such a big psychologically for me to yeah, to, yeah. to to get over it. I mean, I remember sweating in the video because I was so nervous. The retakes, like, yeah. arguments I'd have with my mum because I'd be in the living room yeah. for like two hours trying to film a two set like yeah. thirty second video. And she'd be like, "Get out, like, hurry up!" Yeah, it's it's so crazy like the amount of pressure you put mm-hmm. on yourself. But like you said, you like you develop. Yeah, you put yourself out there and you just yeah. continuously. Yeah like developing um so as part of your workshops you got some big clients is up is entirely up to you if you want to name them but you got one of the biggest their makeup brand right yeah, yeah you got one of the biggest makeup known well-known makeup brand Estee Lauder okay so you're gonna say <laughs> you know you might as well say so you did so you did a workshop for Estee Lauder talk us through through that yeah, so I hosted two workshops for Estee Lauder and um, won't go delving into it too much but yeah I hosted them hosted workshops with them um i've hosted workshops for accenture yeah. west um i'm trying to think of others i've spoken for university of westminster university of birmingham um university of newcastle so huge huge yeah. um clients i've spoken for and you we're not going to say the name we're not allowed to say the name but we've got a potentially exciting announcement for use coming soon with workshops but this is just a power. This is just showing the power of how much can change in a year because you got all these clients last year. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So 
not to, again not to say because sometimes the grind can be a little bit because obviously you started in 2020 so the yeah. grind yeah, it will yeah. slow mm -hmm. and it could just kind of and yeah, sometimes absolutely. that's how just that's yeah, just yeah, how yeah, it is yeah. right it just works like that sometimes you just stick it in but you know what what i always say to people as well right or i always think should i say right like it's like all cumulative right you you work yes. on on stuff it's never like you don't go from there to there no it's no. like all the experience yeah. all you know your brand is building everything people then come onto your page oh okay you worked with that brand you've worked with sa lauder yeah. right yeah they're like okay cool we like you we're gonna get you that's how it always yeah. works right and so i think it's funny because people won't see the grind for like behind in the fact that yeah you know some mornings when i was working full-time i'd be doing a meeting at two meetings at eight o'clock nine o'clock and then start work at 10 and then i do a podcast recording at like eight o'clock after working eight like eight nine hours like there's so much grind that goes into it i think now only because not only because but now i've worked with the corporate the, the clients i have worked with mm. people are like, oh we'd love to work with her as well but again people haven't seen how much you know i've been rejected so many times my emails have been blank before mm. i've had things that have fallen through with part like and part and um, brands and stuff so it's definitely not plain sailing. How many times have I told you that I'm probably going to stop posting Instagram? Many a times. And the podcast. Bare times. Bare times. I'm going to start oh, the podcast. podcast. Do this. I'm going to create content again. <laughs> Let me just stop. Da, da, da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. Well, it's a roller coaster. Yeah, it's, it yeah, it's a roller coaster of emotions. I remember actually, I, re I think I remember very early on uh, when you quit, you were definitely like, oh my God, what am I doing? Should I have done this kind yeah, of thing? Because you're just like, yeah. What do I do? That yeah. is like, and again, I think because our our business is so unique, yeah. it's hard to seek advice from people. You can't just go to someone that's I don't know got their own accountancy firm yeah. or like a, me a social media agency because yeah. their work is so different to my work. Yeah. It's like, do I work? Do I reach out to loads of different brands? But also, mm. you don't want to work with, work with brands all day every day on Instagram yeah. because again, that you know it doesn't work like that how many times how how do you reach out to clients how many people should be reaching out to yeah. it's just a lot you i think i probably have overcomplicated it a lot someone yeah. probably listening is gonna be like you've definitely you're right. <laughs> <Please> chill <laughs> i've got the secret formula yeah secret formula please tell me yeah you know what we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that but i just want just before we we go into that um what tips do you have for somebody um wanting to start on linkedin in 2023 basically Good and question. you know use it effectively Firstly, think about what you want to be known for. So what is your what is going to be your personal brand? So is it are you like the person known for selling trainers or are you the person that's known for finance? Are you the person that's maybe got like a newsletter business? There's so many unique businesses that I follow on it and LinkedIn that I love to see. So what do you want to be known for? Um also have like a um have like three pillars of what you want to post about. So for me, it's like sharing my story, sharing personal finance tips. And sometimes it's just like my thought or views or opinions on the world of personal finance and why it's not taught about um, taught about in schools. So I think having your content pillars and then just go out and post. It's very easy to say that now that I post, but go out and post and you'll realise what works, what doesn't work, what engages your audience, what doesn't. Yeah. And also network on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is perfect for networking. Mm -hmm. As long as you're not that sales person that's like, hi, I want to say something. A lot of people are open to networking online. Yeah, 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 exactly. A lot of people are so helpful. People, mm -hmm. you know, and you, you know, this community that we're talking about, this kind of got created and you just end up inevitably meeting people and people will be on a journey with you because mm -hmm. you're doing like-minded things. Yeah. And a lot of people like to help people yeah. that are doing similar things to them. More people help others than they don't. Exactly, genuinely. exactly, exactly. Like if you reach out to people, they're definitely going to help. You mentioned that you put processes in place. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk a little bit about what some of those things are and how they're going to help you in 2023? Yeah, so my new best friend is Canon Lee. okay. And it I downloaded that app. So I don't know if I stupid, like it, but. but the amount of time I used to waste speaking to someone and being like, "I'm free Monday 9 a.m." or oh, I can't do Monday 9 a.m." Well, I'm then next free the 19th at 3 mm -hmm. p.m. Oh, I can't. I wasted so much time doing that. Um, and again, the reason because of all things money, I'm very cheap. I'm not gonna lie. So, <laughs> cannily, I was just like, "Can I really justify paying 14 pounds a month for it?" Yeah so worth it oh yeah. my goodness and now it's linked to my iphone calendar because i live off my iphone calendar and mm -hmm. um, that's linked um and i just send people links i'm just like if you're gonna book in a call here's my link and it's just different change the game completely that's for people that want to potentially work with me mm -hmm. that's for people looking to 
come on the podcast as a guest. Yeah. So that's definitely, definitely helped. Yeah. And then I guess another process as well. I've, I used a planner last year, but no way near to the effect I should have as, uh, as I did. So mm. this year now it's genuinely having like to-do lists, but genuinely, like I think last year I'd created to-do list with like 20 things on one day, but okay. now I'm like better planning my time yeah. and being like, I can split those 20 things across four or five days and yeah. it not be a, the be all or end all and things like that. So I think that's also really important as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've also reduce my to-do list on a day-to-day -day basis i think you have to try and make it achievable yeah otherwise you yeah. just finish the day and you're like i've never i've not done anything exactly. but you have yeah but i think sometimes you just do bog yourself lot. down with it um and then lastly i now again i don't know how i did it for nearly three years but i now schedule schedule my posts on instagram you now schedule them yes can you schedule reels now I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe, maybe not. Oh, but I've got a social media manager that helps me now. So they're Oh, yeah, yeah. Money. So, okay. So, yeah, you had. So, okay, yeah. We let's talk about this. So, you've now, you've now, you started with a team of one in just a year mm -hmm. to a team of so how many? Three people that work for me now. Okay. So, team of Part -timers, four. Part-timers. Part-time. Still a team of four. Yeah. Wow. So, you went from a team of one a team of four that's very mm, important yeah. in a year that's crazy yeah that's wild. uh maybe we'll double you w again to a team of eight in another year how yeah, crazy yeah. is that talking about that you had a five-figure month last year mm. crazy I did. crazy that was, wild. that was wild that's crazy you had a five-figure month last year yeah um can you tell the listeners and watchers what what did you do to achieve that so again, I had a huge client reach out to me to work together on a cost of living piece. That was a huge piece. That was probably the biggest partnership I've ever secured, yeah. ever. <laughs> so that was definitely one of the biggest things. And again, they I think they reached out to me. I think they found me on LinkedIn originally because they were like, we love the work you're doing. We'd love to work with you. So that was definitely praise to LinkedIn. Um, and then I think that month I also had like two or three corporate um, yeah. corporate talks um so that was then and then i think i also had maybe a podcast sponsorship or a brand deal, a brand deal online one of the two but yeah it was it was a wild month and yeah I was just like i need that every month by the way guys <laughs> i don't get that every month but I wouldn't mind if I did. but you're gonna try and um get that consistently do you i'm putting you on a spot here mm -hmm. do you have a plan to try and get that consistently absolutely yeah the aspirational goals but i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna do it you're gonna do it okay do cool it. Cool, cool. Okay, you said that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll chat in a year. We'll we'll see we'll see what happened. Maybe it'll be six figures a month. Why? Oh, I'll take that. Never yeah, know. You never yeah. know. <laughs> never know. Um. Obviously, you've you've accomplished a lot. Like I feel like your rise in twenty twenty two is has been amazing. But what would you say is like been the driving force behind that? Like working that hard. Um, I think now seeing, not like I never reaped the rewards of what I was doing in the first or two, second year, but seeing how the consistency has genuinely got me to where I'm at today. Like I'm literally like, so one of one of the clients that I worked with last year was Gift Gaff. And I remember when we had a call and I was just like, I, I need to thank 2020 Ola for creating this Instagram page that's led me to now work with Gift Gaff. Like I used to have my my my, like my SIM card with Gift Gaff. Like how are they reaching out to me yeah. to work with them? And I think now it's just like consistency has got me this far. Mm -hmm. So now if I don't remain consistent, then it's just going to drop off. So now yeah. I think I'm even more hungrier to be consistent, to shout out more about what I do. So guys, if you've got a business or anything, shout about it. Don't mm. be shy to promote what you do and you know if it comes sellsy it comes across sellsy who cares you know everyone's on mm -hmm. their grind everyone's on their everyone's journey on their grind for and real. everyone wants that bag and everyone wants success so yeah. i think you just have to be determined to want to achieve it i think now i've seen what i can get mm -hmm. i'm not gonna stop getting it love that. hopefully love that <laughs> love that love that but of course wasn't without its challenges 2022 oh god there was many and i moaned like you like we've said i moaned you <laughs> <laughs> there's never a day where i don't mind so but this year i'm trying to practice more gratitude and be grateful like this morning like i was so tired before i went to the gym but i was like i'm grateful to be alive yeah but i think sometimes you just need to appreciate the things that you get in life that not everyone gets so i think sometimes practicing that's really important 100 i completely agree with you i think you know like you said i think with business business we're always very forward thinking we're always thinking okay what next what next mm -hmm. what next but like you said we also do 
should practice gratitude and just yeah. be happy. Like, look, we've achieved so much. We're Honestly, achieving this. We're doing this full time. Full like, if, not wild. a lot of people can say that in a the, pandemic. Yeah, you know all what the mean? brands we've worked. Yeah. Like, honestly, it's just, it's. I'm very fortunate. And I think yeah. it is down to hard work as well as luck. I, I wouldn't call it luck. It's hard work. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely hard work. <laughs> so on that topic, what would you say were some of your biggest challenges in 2022 with All Things Money? Biggest challenges time I think I didn't value my time enough I think one in the aspect that I gave my time up a lot last year so meeting with calls with maybe unserious candidates that was a lot that I gave up um also maybe not value putting value on my time as well so in terms of like being charging what I'm what I'm worth that's the word yeah being charged what I'm worth I think I didn't do that enough um I've shared many a stories with you where maybe even spoken at a place I've charged x amount someone's charged double and we're speaking at the same place like it is wild so I think mm. that was a really big learning curve I definitely think 2022 was a year of learning this is the year of implementing mm-hmm. um so that was huge challenges and also like being scared to say no I didn't say no enough mm-hmm. I think I took on way too much where I could have just politely said look thank you but no thank you not at this point um, moment in time and I think it's funny because last year summertime I think I invited someone to be on my podcast and they politely declined and at the time I was like you'd think I'd be really upset but I was like oh my gosh I respect your replies so Mm -hmm. much that you said no I was like I've never (laughs) said no to someone before like I'm always like a yes girl and I think it's really really important to sometimes be no and be selfish I'm not selfish enough when it comes to running the business I don't think yeah 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 I think I think prioritizing your time because your time is important yeah in in what you Mm -hmm. do right like it's like it's your time is either trying to chase opportunities delivering workshops delivering content like you yeah you have to try and be as efficient as you Mm -hmm. can with your time no I definitely hear that um what would you do differently do you think in 2022 because now you've got like that added layer Mm -hmm. of experience what what would you do sorry what would you do differently if you were to go back grow a bigger pair of balls (laughs) (laughs) Um, like the amount of times people would be like Ola charged x amount and I'd be too scared to but then when I would propose the lower amount, which I thought in my head was still plenty, hmm. they wouldn't bat an eyelid. Yeah. And I'm just like, I definitely could have asked for more. Why yeah. didn't I ask for more? Yeah. So I think that's definitely the biggest, le- well, I say learning curve. I still struggle today when I was sending a quote out today. <laughs> but <laughs> it's definitely getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I think I'm yeah. getting more confident in terms of asking what I want and what yeah. I deserve. Because I know some people are making like five figures just from one talk, which yeah. is wild. Why, why do you feel like you have that belief, even though, you're so you believe your company's gonna do well why do you have the belief that like the money you want mm-hmm. why are you like oh, i'm scared to answer that why do you think i don't know that's a good question yeah because a lot of my male counterparts yeah. that i speak to when they give me advice about rates they're mm. like up it Okay. And I'm not, and I hate to fall to that stereotype. Yeah. I, maybe I'm a bit too timid enough to ask. I think, yeah. and I say like, I don't know if I want to be part of an agency, but I think if I had someone to represent me and they mm. do the asking for me, then I'd be like, yeah, yeah ask for this amount. But mm. I think it's coming from me. Also, I think there's no industry standard with no. anything we do. Yeah. So that's when it comes to brand partnerships. That's when you're setting rates for like your workshops, live events. If you're setting a rate for like a, like an all-day talk Mm -hmm. there's no there's no guideline on the internet that goes charge x amount Mm -hmm. for let's say 50 people you're speaking for half an hour or if you're speaking to 600 people you're speaking for two hours there's nowhere that tells you how much you should charge so it is you are just going off people's advice and what they've charged in the past so you just have to believe that you're worth that amount yeah yeah people believe they're worth tenfold more than they're actually worth and they still get it yeah it's (laughs) true i mean there there are people getting the million it's why I mean, I, okay, okay. Like for instance, like uh, like a celebrity, right? Of course, I know they're celebrities, but mm-hmm. they they're getting that money, right? They they yes. they're having those kind of conversations, yeah, right? I so know someone that got paid fifteen grand for an hour talk. <laughs> Guys, I don't get that, by the way. But one day. <laughs> oh yeah! Look, that's crazy. It's funny because I, I think I released a snippet this week talking about fifteen grand for an Instagram post, and I was talking about fifteen mm-hmm. grand for a talk. talk. Like there's so much abundance of money out there. It's crazy. Sometimes it's so mind boggling that you have to remind yourself when people tell you like, oh yeah, 
There is somebody actually out there making there that money. There is people making you that know? money. You know? Like people making like people's like a year, someone's yearly salary just on Instagram. Yeah, I saw, I saw the um, the episode, but yeah, it's wild the money that can be made out yeah. there. There is money to be made. It's crazy, and a lot of people come from humble beginnings. It's not like you know. Yes, yeah, some have like yeah maybe like superior skills and stuff mm. like that but some just worked hard they were consistent and they were just fortunate to be in a position and then they were brave enough to ask for it and then they got it you know i'm sure that they were scared too but um yeah you know what it is always nerve-wracking having to do that negotiation 100%. about like <laughs> like you know how much should i charge uh, and we, me and you have had a lot of conversations mm. about this and if Ola's timid i'm even more timid because she always <laughs> tells me Atto, bruv. It's funny put, though, because I was saying this to my friend today before I said yeah. the quote I did today. Yeah. And I was saying, if you asked me how much I should, I would have told you more. Yeah. But I was like, I'm too scared myself to do it. Because I'm all yeah. good for giving advice. Yeah. But I don't take my own. Yeah. It's always <laughs> like that, right? But do you know what I do? There's a rule, right? I now do, what would I be happy with? I now, I now done then that. That's what, what, that's what my mistake was last year because was what I was happy okay. with was half what some other people. Fair were enough. Fair enough. Okay, so and what then, would I be I'm happy very, with? I'm very plus, <laughs> plus, 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 plus something. What would I be happy time too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It is wild because again, I'm very modest with my spending. I yeah. don't pay myself much every month. Yeah. So, I again, like, I'd be happy maybe like five hundred pound for a talk. Like it, but some people, but people pay way more. Yeah. Wait wow. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> talking talking about that, how much how much of your personal money did you actually put into the business? Good question. Roughly? So fortunately, all things money, where it started off being online, I didn't really put I didn't purchase anything the first year. The first year and a bit, I don't think I paid anything. I think the most I ever paid at the beginning was like a Zoom membership. So I could okay. actually host the work the online workshops, mm. which was fourteen pounds a month. And I think my biggest investment was this time last year, I bought myself a Mac mm -hmm. because I, like, I want to go into podcasting. I also had my laptop for like, since like year seven. So I was like, I need a new laptop. <laughs> um, so yeah, I haven't really invested much to be yeah. honest. I think the most that comes out of my account now is just the monthly subscription. So like Calendly, which is like 14 pounds, mm. um, Zoom, 14 pounds. So I think on average, I probably pay like 120 pounds every month. on membership. That's your expenses right now. Only like subscriptions, and okay. now I've got social media manager. Yeah, I've got yeah. Okay, yeah. So you've been able to so, save up enough because yeah, yeah, yeah. the the, the, the expenses have been very low. Yeah, very right, low, yeah, very yeah. low. And obviously, I work from yeah. home. Yeah, I do pay rent to my mother. I don't yeah. I pay live rent free, guys? But yeah. yeah, I definitely yeah, it's very low cost business. I'm very fortunate in that respect. Yeah. That's good, and that's a good thing about it that because it's so low cost, you're able to like save save a lot yeah and then able to then reinvest it into yourself the mm -hmm. business like however yeah, however you, you you want to and because you're a money person you're sensible with it as well you're not just spending it oh it. let me just <laughs> buy the bar around yeah, drinks no, and go crazy not. and travel here and there business expenses like yeah. some people get crazy when they, they start earning um start earning money um in terms of tips right mm -hmm. for somebody that wanted to get into content creation workshops and events because there's so many other industries you can do it you can yes. do it in Lots. dance you can do it in I don't fitness, know, medicine health yeah. fitness there's so many mm -hmm. you know sectors that you can what would be, what would be your advice for for that person good good question so number one, have a clear idea in mind. Mm -hmm. I think you can't just start posting and then one day it's, I don't know, dance, one day it's health, I don't know. Just make sure you know what you're posting yeah. about. Two, oh, I've just gone blank. I literally had it in my head. Two, don't expect to be paid. If you're going to do something, you have to love it enough to want to do it for free. And I think my mum made that very clear. And to be fair, like I said, All Things Money wasn't ever wasn't ever going to be a business as such so I was happy posting content for free for a number of number of years like a year before I got paid for to, to post so you have to make sure you love it enough that you're consistent enough to and you're happy to do it for free if you don't want to do it for free don't do it you don't love it enough you don't have enough passion to do it so and that's me saying it nicely um and then three consistency consistency is key algorithms are not our best friends at the best of best of times. Definitely so you not. just have to be consistent regardless of whether it's shown five people, whether it's shown a thousand people, whether it's shown ten thousand people, you still need to show up because at the end of the day, once you grow a following, they are there for you and you can't succumb to the fact that you feel rubbish because you didn't get X amount of likes, for example. At the end of the day, you want to, you should hopefully want to be creating content because you're helping people and you love posting content. Mm -hmm. 
Love those tips. Fantastic. A1. A no, no, amazing, amazing tips. Listen to what Ola's saying. That was that was fantastic. Um, okay, so we, we're gonna talk about 2023 and some of your, your goals, right? Um talk to us about some of your goals, 2023 goals. Okay. You don't have to tell us all of them, but Okay, 2023. What did I have down? I'm just trying to think business goals now. So last year we hosted our very first live event, mm -hmm. which is crazy because I didn't think I'd sell one. Very ticket. crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I had my first live event last year. Sold so out. Like, two. Yeah, sold out. Mm -hmm. um, so this year is my aim is to have two. Mm -hmm. So we're in the works of planning our first one at the moment, which is very exciting. Um, I wanted to bring on two people to help me run the business. Okay. We've done that. So it's yep. succeeded in January. Boom. Excited. Tick. Exciting. Um, I'm not going to say who I want to work for, but I do have like a, like a dream corporate client list I want to okay. host workshops for. Yeah. I also have a dream brand list. If okay. only today's brand was on that list, I'd have been like, oh my God. But yeah, I mean, that, that, that's quite good. So yeah, I've got some dream corporate clients I want to work with. Mm -hmm. um, and then also I want to grow our platform to much bigger than what it is this this um that then it finished on last year. I think last year, the end of last year, I had a huge focus of an on the more in person presence. So I think yeah. like the Instagram account probably suffered a little bit from mm -hmm. that. But I think now we've got a social media manager. I really want to grow the Instagram platform bigger and better. I want to grow the podcast more. Yeah. Somehow we're gonna do that. We're <laughs> gonna yeah, do it. Just by growth, all means. I think growth is definitely key, and then also just further developing my personal brand on LinkedIn. Yeah. Awesome, amazing. They sound like fantastic goals. Um, can you tell us the importance of you setting those goals for you mm -hmm. and your business? I think it just allows me to know what I need to kind of achieve every month to kind of get to those goals. So the dream corporate list that I have, um, my aim is to connect with at least someone from that team maybe every week, every month, for example. Um, the live events I know my aim is two so how am I going to get to again it allows me to work out every month what do I need to, to achieve those goals so it just, yeah. just provide provides more focus into my days in every month really love that and the key thing here is is that you are actioning your goals you don't mm -hmm. just have goals that you're not actually yeah, no, you the employee to. list you already ticked it yeah, you know what I mean you yeah. didn't just be like oh yeah let me wait till November yeah, you can't wait try. for people to come to no, you and you I just think gotta do it that's something as yeah. well that I've learned that again you miss 100% of the shots you don't take I remember when 100%. I um there was one brand I really wanted on my podcast um and I was so nervous to email, like send the email I think it took like two or three um, hours to send it and they came back and they're like yeah we want two and I was like, what? <laughs> so you just have to go and get it as well. Like as much as you want to sit back and wait for things to approach you, you do have to just um, put yourself out there as well. Love that. Love that. Love that. Love this conversation mm -hmm. today. It's, 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 it's so inspiring and motivating because it just shows you that it's possible if you if you do work hard, yeah. you are consistent and you you enjoy what you do. do you, you, have to, you have, have to have enjoy, have what, to you enjoy yeah. what you do. Otherwise, Not everything, but no, there has yeah, to be yeah, some yeah. joy somewhere, right? Because <laughs> yeah, there's some things that we don't like there. Let's yeah. be real, right? Some, when you yeah. get to a point, you get to outsource the yeah, things you, you don't outsource the, the social stuff media you manager because... Exactly, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so what, what, what's what's next for you? That's a good question. I knew that was coming. My mm. next focus really is my next love event, which is happening in March. Yeah. So that is my biggest focus for January and half, first half of February to just get that all sorted. So we viewed the venue in the process of securing it. We've got an event sponsor and then next is just marketing and promoting. So. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I think maybe by then we might be able to put the details in the podcast episode i think if it's all wrapped up when again what what month is it what my corp, my client that i worked with today no 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 the no the event march 29th march 29th okay oh, okay yeah yeah let's definitely put that we might you might have the thingy ready for it what thing the link and everything is all is all up already no 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 not yet. no we, it might be by the time the episode comes up i'm saying end of feb it's fine. I'll, I'll just still put it on after. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. It's coming kind of around mid to end Feb-ish. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. So go give me a follow if you want to find out about the tickets. <laughs> Where can people find you? Good question. So you can find me at allthingsmoney underscore across all of our social media platforms. 
don't come at me about TikTok because we're working on that. <laughs> no, yeah, um, we, need to get you, we need to get you on there. Don't <laughs> worry, we're going to get you on there. I need TikTok. Yeah, that's we're going to get you on TikTok from the podcast, right? Because yeah, that's what that's what I'm doing. True. So, yeah, we'll get you on there. Yeah, definitely. And then the podcast, the All Things Money podcast. And then if you fancy one of my books, then allthingsmoney.com for ebooks. Awesome. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, do you have any final words for the listeners and watchers? For 2023, it's the year of doing, right? So if you have a plan or you have a side hustle, you have a hobby that you want to genuinely like, do, like take advantage of, then please, please, please do it. Like, honestly, the amount of times I've actually praised 2020 Ola for filming those embarrassing videos on the dining room table, it's honestly a joke. So yeah, please don't, please don't be scared of what you think other people are going to think of you. I think only now people that follow me on my personal Instagram that have seen the success I get and now like following my page. I'm just like, you know about my, you knew about my page from day one. <laughs> but I think people are only now taking me seriously when they see me now on like yeah. BBC or, you know, hosting workshops with, like the likes of Estee Lauder and things. So yeah. yeah, don't just ignore what people, what you think people are going to think of. Cause genuinely I don't think people care anyway. I think people yeah. are too busy living their own lives. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I, I, um, you know, I can't really add anything to that message. <laughs> uh, all I'm going to say is I like the message is a very important message. Listeners, watchers, I hope that you've enjoyed uh, this episode of the Takeoff Experience. And yeah, we'll, we'll see you next week. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.